So, 7.43, President Moon Jae-in's return from state visits to India and Singapore, where he emphasised his new southern policy of strengthening cooperation with the Indo-Pacific region, laying out his 3P vision for people, prosperity and peace. Before we cross to Singapore, first we invite Professor Kim Hyun-jong from East Asia International College at Yonsei University's Wonju campus. Good morning to you. Good morning. So how would you evaluate President Moon's visits to India and Singapore, especially in terms of realising this new southern policy? Well, this President Moon Jae-in's visit to India and Singapore were timely important. When it considered changing geopolitical landscape of Northeast Asia with increasing dynamics on the Korean Peninsula, the signal was strong from Korea that wanted to build strong partnerships, not only for the bilateral relation with India and Singapore, but also for regional cooperation with New South and policies. New South and policies are part of the President Moon's foreign policy agendas, so-called Northeast Asia Plus Community of Responsibility, paired with the New South and policies. Its three P's, namely people, peace, prosperity, would also mean a significant departure from Korea's traditional foreign policy to norm-based international cooperation. So I think the President Moon's visit helped India and Singapore to understand his vision and to commit to cooperate on the regional implementation of the New South policies. And what would you say were the most notable outcomes of the visits? Well, for realizing peace and cooperation in the regions, the leaders had fruitful discussion in particular on economic cooperation. In India, the business meeting headed by the President Moon revealed that a large number of the leading Korean companies are keen to invest in India. India and Singapore are no stranger to play a leading role in the development of the IT. Thus, a number of the agreements were signed to lead the fourth industrial revolution and other people-to-people exchange programs. During the Singapore lectures, President Moon called an ASEAN's active role in bringing peace and prosperity into the Korean Peninsula and East Asia. He also requested that India and ASEAN to be the stakeholder in the Korean peace process. I think that is the most notable outcome of his visit. Obviously, cooperating with the ASEAN region, it has been a, a major focus for President Moon's foreign policy plans. He nominated a special representative to the ASEAN nations for closer relations in May last year, for example. Can you elaborate on that for us? Right. That it goes back to the time when the, he had the president elections last year. President Moon at that time pledged that he would elaborate the tie with India and ASEAN to the level of the Korea's relation with four major powers. I think there are several reasons why the President Moon has paid special attention on ASEAN. First, ASEAN, which consists of the 10 Southeast Asian countries, is one of the most successful regional organizations. Since its inception in 1967, it has developed peace and stability in the region. In 2015, it established a people-oriented ASEAN community based on three pillars, political security, economy, and social-cultural community. Second, ASEAN has increasingly become a significant economic partner for South Korea. For instance, in terms of the trade, ASEAN is now the second largest trading partner after China, which has consistently benefited South Korea. ASEAN was seen also as a partner to reduce over-dependency on China after having trade retaliation over the issue of SAAD. Third, 
ASEAN has contributed to regional stability using its combining powers. ASEAN has played a leadership role in the development of the East Asia Cooperation, which include ASEAN Regional Forum, ASEAN Plus 3, East Asia Summit, and so on. In this context, last November, President Moon visited Indonesia, Vietnam, and the Philippines and revealed the idea of the new South policy. He also revisited Vietnam this year. And as you mentioned before, the landscape has been changing. We've certainly seen the significance of President Moon's stance uh, only rise further, this attempt to cooperate closely with the ASEAN region, especially given, for example, the US-China trade war. How important an example is that in terms of that changing landscape? Right. A pressing need for the diplomatic diversification, especially in the age of the escalating geopolitical as well as economic uncertainty is one of the rationale behind New South policies. Amid of the increasing trade protectionism, there's still large room for improving economic ties between Korea and ASEAN through the bilateral and the regional FTA, which can offset the negative impact from the U.S.-China trade war. Meanwhile, with the Korea and ASEAN FTA, the regional grouping also supported economic cooperation between the two Koreas. ASEAN set the rule of origin, allowing the goods from the Gaesang industrial complex to be treated as a Korean products. Korea-ASEAN economic cooperation has a great potential to facilitate economic development of North Korea in the future. When international sanctions against North Korea are lifted, the once vibrant economic cooperation between North Korea and ASEAN will be revived again. Thank you very much, Professor Kim, for um, joining us today. Great to have you with us on the line. Thank you for having me. Professor Kim Hyung-jong from East Asia International College, Yonsei University's uh, Wonju campus. And if India was described as arguably a new China for South Korea, that was certainly part of the plan anyway in talking to that country Singapore has been very much a central focus for North Korea policy, not least because of that huge summit last month, June 12th, President Donald Trump and Chairman Kim Jong-un coming together there. And President Moon's Singapore state visit was the first of its kind by a South Korean president there for 15 years. There he delivered his Singapore lecture, emphasising the importance of giving North Korea the opportunity to become a member of the international community. Let's now bring in Dr. Vu Min Kwong, Associate Professor from the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy at National University of Singapore. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. So how is President Moon's visit, uh, the, the push for closer cooperation with the ASEAN region, as we were just hearing about before, how's that being perceived in Singapore? I think his visit actually was very warmly uh, received here in Singapore because actually it's uh, uh, timely and strategic. Um, it laid the foundation for Singapore and ASEAN to play an important role in the peace and uh, development of uh, the Korean Peninsula in the time to come. So uh, somehow, it, I, I think actually quite interesting and people are very keen to see what uh, will happen next after this visit. But how important is South Korea for Singapore as an economic partner, for example? I think in terms of figure, um, Korea starts being uh, actually uh, one, even it's, uh, six, uh, South Korea is one of the um, key uh, partners uh, in trade and uh, uh, investment in Singapore. 
but it's a lot bigger. It's not so big compared to uh, the role of South Korea in some less developed country like uh, Vietnam or Cambodia. Because you know, in terms of trade, uh, South Korea for now checks actually uh, accounted for less than two percent of Singapore trade and uh, and and FDI. So uh, somehow not uh, very important compared to EU or the US or Japan. But it, it somehow uh, it in it. Uh, be more important into the future. How does the U.S.-China trade war affect Singapore? Coming back to that subject, um, and and related to it, what would strengthen relations with Seoul mean? You know, Singapore is a highly uh, trade-dependent country. Um, therefore, the trade war um, between the U.S. and China, if it escalates into uh, full effect. Uh, it would definitely has a um, very adverse effect on Singapore economy. However, so far, now Singapore economy is still doing fairly well, growing um, uh, 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 more than 3% this year. So there's uh, so no, no real effect yet. But potentially, uh, Singapore and uh, other highly depend, uh, trade-dependent countries are very worried about the trade war between uh, the U.S. and China. What would you say, um, if you were to evaluate President Moon's Singapore lecture, I know there are a number of very prominent speeches, um, addresses that have been given in your country and your city-state. Can you please evaluate what he had to say for us? I think his lectures are very uh, thoughtful and, and sincere. Um, it enhances uh, the confidence of us in the, uh, the future of uh, the uh, Korean Peninsula, even though we also, he also let us know that the road to the bright future, um, to the peace and development in uh, the uh, Korean Peninsula is not easy, facing a lot of challenges. But actually, his way of handling the um, negotiation, negotiation with North Korea and working with the uh, U.S. actually, um, I think, is quite quite effective. And he um, showed himself as to be a very uh, reliable um, political uh, leader. Yeah, President Moon did emphasize Singapore's constructive role in denuclearizing North Korea, or at least triggering the process, which I think some would like to see speed up a little. But nevertheless, one of the reasons um, he really quoted being the diversity of the Southeast Asian region as well. Uh, Can you elaborate on the roles of Singapore and ASEAN in those talks with Pyongyang? You know, uh, Singapore and ASEAN are actually very interesting, uh, especially with regard to the future of uh, North Korea. Because ASEAN, you know, including... Uh, which uh, uh, consists of 10 uh, member countries, which are very diverse in terms of you know, religion. 100 uh, million people, uh, you know, uh, Muslim, 100 uh, million people, uh, Catholics, 100 million uh, Buddhists, and they have you know, um, very different level of development you know, from Myanmar to Singapore, and also have very um, different um, political, political system, you know, However, they um, coexist very peacefully, and they are actually they collaborate very effectively uh, with mutual respect. That's the first thing. The second thing: all of the ASEAN countries very eager to build their future, building good governance, embracing global 
integration and only actually try to learn from other part of the world, including uh, learning from Korea. Korea actually very inspiring um, uh, example for ASEAN countries to to follow in many ways. And Korea actually play an important role in the development of um, ASEAN countries. So, uh, so that's quite interesting. And um, definitely, um, ASEAN and Singapore will be a great platform for North Korea to rely on for learning and also for development. You know, um, um, they can come here to learn and also to develop you know, um, uh, trade and, um, and uh, investment relationship with every member uh, country here in ASEAN. And, and uh, of course, you know, Singapore have a lot of lessons you know, for them, of course, uh, from strategy to building uh, synergy with the world, uh, to uh, building sustainable, um, to uh, actually have sustainable development. So very exciting place and 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 somehow I, I believe very relevant for North Korea and South Korea to, to work with Singapore and ASEAN. Dr. Vu Min Kwong, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.